the volume. What's up, everybody? Alex Monaco here. Thank you for watching the Moneyline Monaco podcast on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. We are live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, wherever you get your pods. We are on Amazon, AMP, streaming Monday through Friday, making picks, making bets. It's us first, though, books. I'm trying to win with you. So come follow me at Moneyline Monaco. Let's win together. Here we go. All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. We are live on AMP Volume Sports YouTube channel. Wherever you get your pods, it is officially Conference Finals Week. Doc Rivers and the boys head home on Mother's Day. Goodness gracious, the Heat, the second eight seed ever to reach the conference finals, the King versus the Joker, absolutely riveting conference finals matchups. But before we dive in, I want to welcome you to a new sports gambling with Moneyline Monaco partner to the podcast, Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the game in the United States. And for last-minute amazing deals on tickets to NBA, NHL, or MLB games, check out Game Time. And it doesn't stop at sports. Game Time even has tickets to concert and comedy shows, too. Download the Game Time app and redeem code MONACO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app and enter code MONACO. That's M-O-N-A-C-O for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Appreciate you. And if you are joining me on Amazon AMP, please hit me in the chat. Let me know what you're thinking for the series, what you're thinking. Game one, we have from a futures perspective, pending where you shop, a Lakers plus 130 to win the West, a Nuggets minus 155 to win the West. Little more discrepancy on the East. It is almost four to one for Miami. A little bit of line movement, too, actually. They were over four to one when they opened. They are down to plus 390 to win the series against Boston. Boston, a not so humble minus 550. As we get into breaking down these series, game one, Lakers plus five and a half on the road in the altitude, and the Heat plus seven and a half. They tip off game one in Boston on Wednesday. All right, let's go in chronological order. Let's talk out Lakers Nuggets. Um, I am a little emotional. I will set the table by saying I'm on a 55 to one ticket for the Lakers to win it all. I am on a gorgeous over 30 to one for them to win the West. I am also sitting on a Miami Heat 37 to one ticket at a humble 123 bucks. Could cash out at seven to one right now. I'm letting all of them ride, but I'll do my best to call it down the middle as far as just explaining these series. And then I'm going to give you my picks, my leans, my thoughts, game one and the series. But just know I am sitting on a couple Willy Wonka tickets. Uh, we'll be paying a few months of Manhattan rent and writing off some more than necessary losses over the year. I digress. Let's get into it. Game one. And, and I just want to... I'll debrief on Sixers Celtics game seven when we get into Heat Celtics, but I just want to remind you 
with this Lakers Nuggets series. And and what this series is about, they're going to tell you it's AD versus Jokic. It's LeBron at 38 versus a number one home court team. And you can say all of that on first take on ESPN on those programs. The reality is, is that this series, to me, is the best offense versus the best defense. And we've seen it before. Matter of fact, on some level, you saw it in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Outside of San Francisco, the Eagles were the best D in the league. We know who the top dog was offensively, the Chiefs. Well, the best offense won that series. Typically, though, as my guy perked up said this morning, defense wins championships. Now, what are the numbers you need to know for this series? Well, the Nuggets have put up 118 per 100 possessions through the first two rounds. It's the best mark of offensive efficiency in today's playoffs. They are, I will say, far and away going against the number one defense in this year's playoffs left, the LA Lakers, allowing just 106.5 points a game per 100 possessions through the first two rounds, far and away the best defensive efficiency mark in the tournament and left. And remind yourself as we take a step back, this is a Laker team that sent Memphis packing, that sent Golden State packing, We're talking about a dynasty breaking up. We're talking about Dylan Brooks to a different continent. The Lakers have sent teams into disarray. Disarray. Okay, you could say the Nuggets caused Monty Williams to get fired. No, they didn't. Monty Williams was on the hot seat out the gate with the breaking wedding crashers rule number six. John with his own team before the season tipped. We move on. This Lakers team who has been so good defensively. And I want to point out a couple key examples I pulled because you're just going to sit here and go, Denver has the depth. Denver has the most complete team. Dude, the Lakers shut out some of your favorite shooters, players. Pick a splash, brother. It doesn't matter which splash, brother. Clay Thompson, in his last three games, and I I believe they flashed he'd never gone 10 points or less in three straight in the playoffs, went a embarrassing, you would think his girlfriend broke up with him. Three of 19, three of 12, three of 11. Clay needs to get on his castaway boat and not return till October. Put on your Gilligan's Island cap. We will see you. That includes a two for 12 closeout game. What do they call him? I believe they call him game six, Clay. Not anymore, my guy. Not anymore. Steph Curry. Who in Five of the previous six games to the 50-burger he put up in the closeout against the light, the buzz light year beam. Only hit 32 times in this series. And I got to be honest, the closeout game 30 was irrelevant. 
That was a routing. It wasn't competitive. It was stat stuffing. You can make a case. He was just keeping his team in it because Wiggins was hurt. Clay was unwatchable. And you're watching Dante DiVincenzo up his 2K rating in a dynasty ending moment while Jordan Poole jumps into a skateboarder backyard, if you catch my drift. Fall on some gravel, my God. This was a dismantling. We're talking about excellent sports broadcasters having to sit there and figure out a way to spin something positive on this Warriors team off of this Lakers loss. That's how bad it was. Not many people took the Lakers. Me and my guy, Nick Wright, did. We move on. Now, the second element to the series that has to be worth mentioning is this team, Denver, in their cozy, coddled, let me get some warm cappuccino Denver coffee. Let me stay in this nice little world where nobody checks the Rockies and Russell Wilson can give cliche, catchy phrases and nobody cares. Dude, Denver has a rude awakening coming in this series. And let me be the first to remind you how bad they fell off on the road. And my guys, Matt and Omar, in the chat on the Lakers as well. Gotta love. Denver on the road gives up a not-so-cool 86 points to Kevin Durant and Devin Booker in their first stint on the road against Phoenix and then gives up 36 and 36 to these guys. Now, their lucky State Farm Insurance wasn't there and Aiton, the softest big, not named Joel Embiid, I said it, was in this series and was banged up and didn't. It, it, they, DeAndre Ayton is not a son next year. If he is, this team has no direction. But this Nuggets team, who was an unbelievable 34 and 7 at home, was 19 and 22 on the road in the regular season and have a lackluster record in this playoff run on the road again we've seen them drop games in both series both series three road playoff losses for a team that you want to take seriously as a cakewalk to the finals here's where i'm getting at with these little blues clues with the lakers playing the bestie and your favorite role player or second man up getting shut out like Clay, and how that carries into this series against Denver. All right? Denver, to me, is a team. Now, Draymond said it incredibly well in his podcast, debriefing. Encourage you to go check it out. Draymond Green Show does great work. Jackson, great work. Phenomenal pod. And his ability to just eat an L and then preview the next round was remarkable. He's sitting there saying the Lakers have to let Jokic either score or pass. They can't let him do both. We know about his record this year. I believe it was 25 straight wins on a triple-double before Denver caught a loss, and they've been remarkable in the playoffs with the triple-double. But the defense that I believe Ham and the Lakers can draw up against this team. And I got to be honest, as Sean throws in the chat, over six and a half games, I do not lean nuggets. This series is going to go back and forth, but it's going to go back and forth 
based off of in-series adjustments. And I believe it's going to be Denver to have to make the first adjustments because this team, go back and look, Jokic can get his points, 53, oh, by the way, 20 to 30 shooting in a road loss. What they can't have him do is not facilitate and get get everyone involved. Now, the Nuggets have gotten away with something in the second round and the first round they will not get away with in the third round. And that is their ability to kind of skate by on the road. The Lakers are undefeated in this playoffs at the Crypt. Matter of fact, it's their longest home streak going on three years since, excuse me, going on five years, 2018. 2018, their longest homestand winning streak going on as we speak with the combination of the best defense. This is where you as a better have to ask yourself, how emotional are you invested into not liking the Lakers? Because that is a real thing here. I will I will talk that out on the other conference finals as we get to here in a second. I don't like the Celtics. I was born to not like green. I'm half Jewish. I love Christmas. It's still hard to look at Boston Celtic green on December 25th. I despise the Boston Celtics. I'm a Los Angeles Laker. I was born and raised a Laker in a Laker household. I have to back my team here. But I'm telling you, non-emotionally, you are back in the better defense with the better closer and the clear, clear, which might I say this as I wrap up my argument, veteran playoff championship experience. So Contavious Caldwell Pope's going to be your guy to give you your X-Factor bubble championship talk because he's got a ring in the Mickey Mouse center of the world. Oh, bro. LeBron James is about to do this for the fifth time on his fourth, fourth remarkable run when you break them all down. Because I do believe this is a separate run with a completely separate Lakers team. Of course, I'll loop in the the Heat team as one run. The Cleveland as a second. And and there's two acts in this Laker run. But 39-9 and in a closeout game for the King. 17-20 and for AD. And, and, And let me pull this up and let me remind you because everyone's telling me Denver's depth, Denver's depth. Do you realize the Los Angeles Lakers have five guys in double figures certified? headed into this round, and Rui Hachimura had a quiet second round. Barely discussed. He is one of those five. Dennis the Menace is sixth, hovering right below 10 points per game, and Vanderbilt is not on that list. This is a team that is seven deep, seven deep, and five guys play real defense. Real defense. So I can go on and on. But a, a season series that had a 2-2 split that has the Nuggets 6-0 and at home with the Lakers 7-0 and at home. Emotions aside, to Sean's point in the chat, this is going to be a long series. The method and the formula for the Lakers has shown you they pick off game one and put the pressure on you in game two at the Central Park chess table. I'm going to checkmate you in game one. You got to lick your wounds. And come back and be better. And where, you know, Colin always talks about self-esteem franchises. All right. The Lakers have the higher self-esteem here. I know that may sound ridiculous, but when Denver goes down one nothing tomorrow night, 
at 11 o'clock mountain time and I'm hashtagging mile high basketball with a Jim Carrey La who's a her attached to it as a second hashtag. Let me remind you that the Lakers formula has been in place for two series and it is teed up for a third. Jokic is watching horse racing, sipping on hookah, Eastern European with it. My guy, you didn't win the MVP. You haven't won anything. You have not won anything. You beat a team with two stars and a pack of Skittles. I'm making the joke yesterday. Chalk Landale? Warren still in the league? Terrence Ross at 2K75 on his fifth stint? That's a joke, dude. That's a joke. The Lakers broke up a dynasty? Maybe. Maybe. If not, made it very difficult for Bob Myers on his Cancun vacation. And you got a Grizzlies team that is down so bad it's not even worth punching Michelle Obama Costanza opposite down. It's not worth it because they're so low right now. So I'm all over the Lakers. I am slamming them in game one, hammering plus five and a half. That is a Chris Mika gift in mid-March. I'm all over the Lakers. How do you sit here as a better, get five and a half, almost two to one your money? It's a coin flip for the series and not take a chance on the Lakers in game one. Hey, you do you. I think I made myself one hell of an argument. Let's get to the Eastern Conference Finals. A little less sexier, but I got to be honest, a sensational background. And if you're going WWE with it, I mean, we're talking a legitimate Stone Cold Rock rivalry here. Third time in four years, Boston and Miami will dance in the playoff boxing ring. This is remarkable. I am actually fired up for this. Now, the first time they dance, he beat them in six in the bub. As we know, in convincing fashion, got to the finals against the Lakers, ultimately lost. Last spring, Celtics were up 3-2 before they lost another game at home. And then they forced a game seven. And as we remember, Jimmy Buckets, a non-three-point shooter, decided in transition, down only two in game seven at home, to pull up from three. He missed, and here we are. Now, this Heat team setting the the scene here is playing with house money. Feel free to throw it in the chat. The idea of Miami, just the second eight seed ever to reach the conference finals. New York Knicks, by the way, 1999, last time you'll hear me say the Knicks, except for splashing in a couple examples. I'm sure you're enjoying a non-New York Knicks podcast here on this Monday. But just the second team ever, Miami, to the Knicks in 99, to be in this spot. Now, keys to this series. How do we not start? And and this may sound ridiculous, but I, I mean, it's really been the theme of this year's playoffs. The coaching matchup. Missoula is 34 years old. <laughs> Dude, I am 32. I can't even fathom a guy who's less than a thousand days older than me running the sideline for this Eastern Conference Finals. This is not Sean McVay. This guy got the job on a Ferris Bueller accidental Bill and Ted experience. I am crushing the movie pop culture analogies off the noggin right now. I mean, this is a Bill and Ted 
hopefully excellent adventure experience for the Celtics. If you're sitting here at Boston Celtics and you're telling me you believe in Joe Missoula as a coach wholeheartedly over what Spolster just put Tibbs in a body bag. He just got Budenholzer fired. Budenholzer has a championship. Budenholzer is not going to shave his beard till he goes past Letterman's in length. Dude, Spolstra has everybody in, in his pocket. Doc has hit historic Game 7 L numbers. And you needed a Tatum 50-burger and a complete fall-off-the-cliff moment for Embiid and Harden at once. And yes, it was a routing. It was a routing. But it wasn't a routing till the third quarter. This team, against the most unclutch, exhausting franchise, probably not named the Knicks, the Philadelphia 76ers, it took them a seven games. Seven games and a seriously third quarter of a lifetime to wrap this Sixers team up, who I believe was never close to sniffing a championship. So, as we get into it, as we get into it, let's talk this out. Jimmy Butler. Again, I have had to go against this man and this team for six games. I had zero fun doing it. This is a team. Collins talked about it. You know, you got seven undrafted guys or more on this club getting minutes. This is Oladipo and Hero out. Everyone thinks they're lost at Castaway C. They come back. I am here to tell you, and this is absolutely coaching. Five, six, seven, eight. One, two. I'm just triple checking. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The Miami Heat. Eight guys in double figures. Eight guys. Eight. That doesn't include Duncan Robinson or Kevin Love. High Smith and Zeller getting PT clearly doesn't include them. They are the epitome of next man up. It takes a village. We spoke on this last series. They have the best passing next to the Warriors in the entire NBA. They are playing. Kyle Lowry showing you you can have a second life in your early to mid-30s on the right teams and pick off another 15 to 30 million from the NBA if you land in the right spot like this. They are egoless. They don't care how they get it done. They just get it done. And the epitome of the next man up thing, Duncan Robinson, who was completely paid and benched, paid and benched, is ironically the number one plus minus player for this Miami Heat team when he is on the court. When he is on the court. They have outscored their opponents by 16.8 points per 100 possessions. Duncan Robinson. It's hard to even comprehend. Now, this is clearly an advantage to Boston. They have more talent. They have the better team. If we're really calling a spade a spade, you go down the top seven guys on Boston, the top seven guys on Miami. If you're doing the Cowherd NFL theory, pick the 10 best players on the field or the court. In this case, with 10, you do five. 
You pick the five best players on the court in this series, it's clearly three Boston, two Miami. And the two Miami are Buckets and Bam. And Bam's going to have to have a kind of series out of body. And this is a guy that's averaged 18 in the postseason, that averaged 25 in four games on a 2-2 split against Boston in the regular season. They're going to need him to put up more like that, like he did in game six against the Knicks in the closeout game. Now, a lot of people are probably sitting here pontificating, you know, and, and let me know in the chat. You know, you're thinking about this Heat team. They're live and die by the three, right? They're live and die by the three. They have to hit the three to win. Well, actually, you look at two of their four games against the Knicks, they hit seven three-pointers and seven three-pointers. Matter of fact, that 105-86 routing, they were seven for 32. This is where the, the coaching and the Spolstra, what is he going to throw at you, is going to be fascinating. How is Missoula going to counterpunch? Because I believe it's actually going to be what the Heat throw at Boston in game one and how the Celtics counteract that as opposed to the other way around. Why do I say that? We're talking about a far and away more decorated, experienced coach. If you don't think that is going to be a factor in game one, in a feel-it-out game, might I mention, who was the last team to come off a seven-game series in game one and lose the Golden State Warriors? If we're talking game one bets and you want to lay seven and a half against the Heat and take the Celtics minus seven and a half after, after one of the most exhausting series I've seen them play in a long time, yeah, they get a couple days off. They don't play till Wednesday. <laughs> okay, you swallowed that seven and a half. I've already purchased seven and a half. And I got to be honest, I could see the Heat stealing game one. Now, I, I am going to bet on this series much differently than the Lakers-Nuggets series. Lakers-Nuggets series, purchasing a series ticket, purchasing a game one money line and spread this series where the Celtics are minus 550. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? I, I, I've been betting half my life. You're not laying minus 550. And I'm certainly not laying a series spread number because it took Boston seven games to wrap up this heat team last year. And they couldn't do it on their home court. And you look at this year and who is Boston intimidating Philly went into Boston multiple times and got a win. Got a win with no Embiid in game one. I mean, the Hawks made it six. The Hawks had a bottom 5D down there with the Pistons and the Wizards spending their time tweeting. I mean, let's stop kidding ourselves that this Celtics team, just like the Warriors, has the same defense as last year. They don't. Who is left? Lakers. Best defense. Heat playing top two defense on the regular season. A Celtics team that, yes, is capable of very good defense and a Nuggets team that's playing the best offense with the best home court left. That is how they are here with the best player in the world right now, Nikola Jokic. So let me know in the chat. As my guy, Jim, finally back in the heat. Dude, this is so prideful. But you have to be 10-second Tom from 51st Aids in betting. You have to be. Or you're going to get body. And I've said it before, too. As a better, just talking generally. 
to get game one correct sets a beautiful series scene. I've gotten game one right in Lakers-Warriors. I smoked the series. I believe I got one game, maybe two games wrong. Sixers-Celtics got covered in game one. Obviously, when Celtics game one, took me a while to recover. In fact, I didn't recover till the Celtics need a must-win game in game six on the road where there was great value. You want to get game one right. I think we have to take both dogs. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That is where I lean. That is how I feel feel appreciate everybody in the chat omar matt sean and jackness jim appreciate everyone seems like we got an interesting back and forth hopefully my partner in crime live will get a chance to dance with me on the mic her team my team should be a doozy should be a lot of fun but i will wrap on heat celtics by saying this, a Celtics team that I think this year, if if we're being honest, and I am kind of rooting, I'm not rooting for my pocketbooks for Lakers Celtics, but my gosh, I mean, what a time to be alive to get Lakers Celtics in the finals. We are rooting for that. I am rooting for that as a fan. It would would be throwback 1990s blockbuster box office with it. If we're all going to pick a movie on Friday night at blockbuster, we're picking Lakers Celtics. Gosh, dang it. You know, we are. So I'm rooting for that. I think it's tough to not wrap your arms at this point around the underdog sort of Rudy story with this heat team. I mean, Jimmy Butler's story is incredible. And I love the idea that he missed that game winner and they are back. How do you handicap desperation? He are not desperate, but they are pissed off. This is, you go to the octagon, you go to the boxing ring, go look up and, and the history of teams getting knocked down, fighters getting knocked down and coming back for a little Riddler's revenge. A 34-year-old millennial man is coaching the Celtics with, oh, by the way, all the pressure in the world on him. Ain't no pressure on the heat. Himmy! Himmy and the king. Uh, Lakers plus five and a half. Heat plus seven and a half. Lakers to win the series. We see how game one works out. Perfect scenario. Heat steal game one. So we get to slam Boston at a perfect purchase price. Much love to everyone on AMP. Coming off of Mother's Day, much love the volume for capturing my favorite catchphrase, hug your mothers. Don't forget to hug your mothers two times the day after, as well as the week after Mother's Day. And we enjoy a well-deserved off day. Read a book, go on a walk, good weather most of the country right now, stretch the legs, decompress. I will do none of those things because I'm Larry Locke. I'll probably be watching Game 7 Dallas Stars. But... This is going to be an incredible run. Enjoy it because we're on dingers and baseball bets for a nice dog days of July around the corner. Enjoy it. The volume.